This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. So we can use the survey uh, to understand the best message um, that could give us the difference in their willingness to treat water if, um, if they understood the benefit message. Um, so we try to understand their behavior and, and a bit of consumer motivation for purchasing point of use or point of entry water filtration equipment. That's Mike Mormino, Vice President Sales and Marketing for NPRESS LLC and Chair of the WQA Research Task Force, talking about the new WQRF Emerging Contaminants Consumer Study. And welcome to WQA Radio, where we bring you news and insights about the water treatment industry and promote the betterment of water quality around the globe. You can find us at wqa.org and on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is episode number 243. Joining us for the first time, we're glad you're here. Welcome. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting, of course. And um, if you've been listening for a while and wouldn't mind, go on over to Apple Podcasts, do us a favor, leave a rating and review. Thanks so much. We're publishing this on December 1st of 2021. Happy holidays to you and your family from WQA Radio. In this episode, we'll talk with Mike Mormino and Kayla Harriet, Research Project Leader for WQRF, about the WQRF Emerging Contaminants Consumer Study, how the research was conducted, what was the focus of the survey, and what contaminants consumers were most aware of. Plus, what's the timetable for seeing the final report? Later, we'll have our WQA tip. Now on to my conversation with Mike Mormino and Kayla Harriet on WQA Radio. In this episode of WQA Radio, we're going to be talking about WQRF's The Emerging Contaminants Consumer Study. And we're pleased to be joined by Mike Mormino, who is the chair of the Research Task Force for the Water Quality Association, and also Kayla Harriet, who is the research project leader at the Water Quality Research Foundation. So both of you, Mike, Kayla, thank you for joining us on WQA Radio. Thank you, Wes. Great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. I wanted to ask you about this uh, this study because we want to make sure that we're keeping people apprised of the progress WQRF is making in its many research projects. And by the way, WQRF.org is the website. Um, but Kayla, maybe you could start us off with a big picture overview of this project. Again, this is the Emerging Contaminants Consumer Study. What are we uh, What are we looking at here? Yeah, absolutely. Always happy to talk about research. So the uh project is really going to be the first phase of the emerging contaminant kind of track for WQRF. And so the consumer study is really going to help provide more data and insight into what contaminants should be studied for the phase two, which is focused on treatment efficacy. So with the phase one, you know, there's thousands of emerging contaminants out there. And so we wanted to understand a little bit better on what the public is aware of and what they're concerned of, and then compare that for uh, treatment efficacy studies where there is not a currently known point of use or point of entry treatment solution. 
All right. So, Mike, if you wouldn't mind just telling us, as, uh, telling us uh, from your position as the research project chair, uh, where is this going? So, um, Wes, our purpose for the study was to know which emerging contaminants consumers are most aware of uh, and which cause the most greatest concern to them. Um, so we split the respondents into two different groups. Uh, we created a control, obviously, and a test group. So we could use the survey uh, to understand the best message um, that could give us a difference in their willingness to treat water if, um, if they understood the benefit message. Um, so we tried to understand their behavior and, and a bit of consumer motivation for purchasing point-of-use or point-of-entry water filtration equipment. Okay, and was this a national study or was it limited in uh, geography? Uh, very glad to report it was, a, it was a national study, so focused on 50 states. Uh, we, uh, we worked with 2,701, actually, responses. Um, and then we uh, crossed a wide range of demographics from age, race, um, different types of residential uh, locations, you know, families, apartments, uh, single-family homes, um, and then whether they, uh, where they lived, for example, a rural, suburban, or city, um, just a few of the uh, different ways we looked at the study. And in general, again, just to kind of go back to the purpose, you're, you're trying to get a sense of what people really understand about contaminants? Correct, and, and what they're most aware of. And then and can we look at that and understand if they, based on what they're aware of, would they, what is their interest to purchase um, point-of-use or point-of-entry water filtration devices? But do you have any, like, uh, initial findings so far? Like a bit of a sneak peek. <laughs> so, exactly. uh, uh, we're still working through um, some more analysis. We have a bunch more information to gather. Um, but we did, I can tell you that um, one interesting thing we found is the top five emerging contaminants that consumers have responded they were most aware of and concerned about. Uh, was One was pesticides and herbicides. Two was pharmaceuticals. Uh, three, microplastics. Four, personal care products. And the fifth one was PFAS, which has been in the news quite a bit as of late. Okay. And Kayla, was there any information about how people understood the significance of these different contaminants? Definitely. So some of the additional um, you know, information we asked the consumers about were what were their important sources of information about those contaminants? So uh, they actually responded to the survey for that question, and the highest or most impactful source of information about contaminants was uh, either local or state government announcements or directives, and also local news channels or newspapers. So uh, a lot of information, you know, coming directly from you know individuals in their you know specific state was really impactful for them. And, you know, I do just also want to mention, you know, thanks so much to Mike for his involvement in the project, because you've really helped us with your valuable insight in developing that questionnaire and, you know, what data analysis should be prioritized for the report. And so we're going to have a lot of great information about demographics. And so that will all be analyzed. And that's currently what's finishing up right now. And so we'll also have information then about, you know, how many children are in the home and if that has an impact on their their awareness or their willingness to, you know, treat their drinking water. So there's a lot of great things to come in this report. Yeah. And, and how will this be analyzed as well? Right, Mike? I mean, we're talking about taking a look at data that you can pull a lot of uh, information 
uh, in, in different ways and, and, uh, and really glean a lot, I would think, in terms of what this data all points to. That's absolutely correct, Wes. Uh, it's, it's actually, it's, it's been a, an excellent experience to work with our researchers um, because there's been so many ways that we can pose questions and gather information. It, it would be a really good resource uh, for the industry and uh, definitely help uh, in the follow-up study with this with the Water Quality Research Foundation. So um, excited to see how this information helps bring the next study uh, forward. So um, all in all, very exciting to see what we're putting together. Now, I probably should have asked you this before, but when you listed the the, the top five consumer uh, issues, uh, were any of those uh, a surprise to you or was it kind of what you were thinking? I'm a bit surprised with uh, a bunch of the, the um, responses. I, I was interested to see as much as PFAS has been in the news and, and we see it in our uh, communications through the WQA and uh, regulators, how much PFAS um, was aware uh, by consumers as they responded to this. So some of that messaging, whether on a state or federal level and through perhaps this organization and what we're doing, um, that awareness is there and PFAS uh, is uh, an emerging contaminant they are concerned of. It's not the highest but it absolutely is in their top five. All right. Very good. So Kayla, tell us about what's next, next steps, what happens uh, after more of this data is reported and uh, when our members can actually see a full report. Yeah. So we're just getting everything buttoned up here and the researchers are uh, polishing up the final report for us. Then they'll be looking to publish in an academic journal uh, which is great. And so once that happens, we'll be able to release the report in January, we're anticipating. And from there, the next steps will be to um, use the results from the consumer study to uh, inform the contaminants that are then studied for treatment efficacy with point of use and point of entry devices. And so that will be, you know, an, another study with another set of researchers and another task force. So lots of great things to come. Well, Kayla, thank you for that summary and wrap up. We look forward to the results. Mike, thank you for your work on the as chair of the task force. Thank you, Wes. It was, it's been great. Thank you. Mike Mormino, chair of the research task force. Uh, Mike's also VP sales and marketing at Empress LLC. And Kayla Harriet, always good to talk to Kayla, research project leader at the Water Quality Research Foundation. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, Wes. Take care. And now our WQA tip. We know it's been tough to hire the workforce you need, especially for dealers. That's why we have our WQA Career Center, where you can post a job and look for that next wave of talent. With the WQA Career Center, you can get the same state-of-the-art services that you would get with commercial job boards and more. Plus, WQA is a member of the Engineering and Science Career Network, so your job posts reach a much wider audience. Go to wqa.org careers to get started. And remember, WQA member companies get a member discount. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member 
at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.